Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Your NFL team's not 2-0. Can't relate. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, Stone, we might be like, I don't know, eight feet away from each other, but uh, hey, high five. High five, pal. 2-0. Oh, that was lame. 2-0. Did you hear oh, it? Wait, that wait, was wait, so who's, lame. What's that voice? Who's that voice? Is, <laughs> so that, a, is that someone who, who's a fan of a team that's not 2-0? Huh? No time for that. Uh, Dude, you want a high five? I don't want a high five. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to be that. Y'all. Uh, you know what? Yeah, so, so the Dolphins 2-0. Two road wins before they even play a home game. Come on, Russ. Not Come only on. two road wins, that's two wins on. in the division as well. Uh, that's, well, yeah, one in division, oh. one against a, a a Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you ended the Tua versus Herbert debate. I mean, the, and you haven't put a game together yet where all three phases, hell, even two phases, are concurrently playing well. With one another, and you find a way to be two and zero before Russ and Sean come to take their beating mm. next week at Hard Rock Stadium. Okay, uh, actually, uh, if if you could, if you could, could I get a little, just a quick little search here? Could I get a uh, a little Dolphins fight song? Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be. I don't know. You can use the new one. You can use the old one. I don't care. Either way is fine. Either way is fine. I just need to immerse myself in this, especially when you you beat the mastermind. You mm. you beat the cerebral genius, Bill Belichick, who hasn't shown to really be competitive championship level at all since Tom Brady left. Weird how that works, huh, Theo? But, but did you see the way he drew up that uh, that field goal block? It I mean, was it was incredible. That was special. Hey, and he is uh, a genius. Hey, and 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 and, and, and hey. They they had a fun little moment yeah. with uh, with with an offensive lineman nearly uh, nearly picking <laughs> up a first down. Uh, that's there we go. Let's go ahead and hear that. Oh uh, yeah, there it is. The old one's the best one. Uh, it might be time. It might be time. There's no such thing as an overreaction after two weeks at all. Uh, now now what? What Patriots fans are going to say is, oh, but Cole Strange had a first down. The offensive lineman had a first down. The lateral, that was a first down. First of all, it wasn't. The game game was over. He was short, and he still photo of where he was on the field, and last night's game would show it. But also, uh, yes, a a, a seven-point win for the Dolphins, but it wasn't that close. The Dolphins were clearly the better team, and so it feels good. It feels good. Now, Stone, why don't you give yourself a time to bake? Why don't you give yourself a time to bake? Because would you damn believe it? Mm, mm. Baker Mayfield, that guy that, I mean, honestly, Theo and I, we've ripped him. I wrote him off. Uh, you wrote him off. He forced you yeah. to change your NFL fandom altogether. But then there's Stone, who has stuck with him through trials and tribulations. Stone took Baker Mayfield into his football bosom and said, uh, Baker, I will nurture you, mm-hmm. and I believe in you in Tampa Bay. 
And now, now that Baker is suckling at Stone's football teat, mm. good things are happening. 2-0. and oh. Go ahead and give yourself a time to bake. Time to bake! Uh, I mean, it's and indeed it is. So beautiful. Oh, he's playing good ball. He's getting the national recognition that he's deserved all along. Finally put in a good situation, Whoa. it appears. I'm rocking with Bacon like you said I always have been. That unheralded number one overall pick. Finally mm-hmm. getting that national yeah. recognition. Two he deserves, huh? 2-0. 2-0. Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner. 2-0. God, 11-5 with the Browns when he was doing well. 2-0 <laughs> start here. I mean, things are looking up. No more now, Matt Rule in his way. I love it. Now, now could we? Because Theo's team finally was yes. able to grind its way to a yes. victory yesterday yes. in yes. Jacksonville. The defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Why don't you just give him a good vibes? You want to give him a good vibe? It is good vibes, baby. Good vibes only. So there you go. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't forget about you, Theo. Not oh, two and yeah. zero. Not two and zero like Stone yeah. and my team, mm-hmm. but but at least one and um in the win column. Yeah, right? in the you win column happy with that. And and never mind the fact that the Chiefs' offense looks nothing like we have grown accustomed to seeing oh, without still, Eric Bieniemy. Nah, yeah, we just warming up. But man, oh man, <laughs> like they're not explosive at all. But a, a win is a win. So a win is good. a win. And also championship level defense. Dare I say this might be the easiest year of Patrick Mahomes' career with that championship-level defense you're putting out there on the field? I think it's looking up for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, there are some scary teams in that division. So, yeah, this is the year, oh, right? Who's the, the Broncos. Who's, who's the scary team? The Chargers. I mean, look out yeah. for that. The 0-2 uh, Chargers. Be a cakewalk in the yeah. AFC West. This is going to be the easiest year for Mahomes, man. Uh, Stone, can I relive Raheem Mostert's, for all intents and purposes, game-winning touchdown run last night against New England on NBC? Mostert takes off and goes the distance for the touchdown. So the Patriots' defense... Um. So so that's Mike Tarico Ooh, on the call. Thrilling stuff right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Yeah. It was probably like the biggest, most exciting play. It didn't sound like it though. <laughs> Watching the Patriots play football is a bore. Love the jerseys though. They they yeah. It, it was nice to go nice back kids. to the New England jerseys that they wore as I saw teams beat the all living hell out of them over and over and over and over again prior to oh I don't know when did they change nineteen ninety six. Something along Good those lines, it. yes. Um, so it was good to see uh, Pat the Patriot. Is that its name, Stone? Pat the Patriot? Not a damn who's, clue. Who's snapping the ball to nobody? Not in a the damn logo. clue. Uh, so, so he's long snapping. You just can't see the guy. Right. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> perspective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Dolphins have not put together a game yet in the first two weeks where the offense and defense is playing well. Last night, the offense was ragged. Bill Belichick, and for all of you social media warriors who want to tell me that Tua Tungavailoa can't throw deep, that he's not a deep threat, he doesn't have the arm, when you have the filled cranium coach himself, Bill Belichick, so fearful of the deep ball from what you say the noodle-armed left portion of Tua's body, he's so frightened of that. And he's not sitting in a basement in his boxers with cheesy crumbs all over him. He is the most heralded championship winning head coach in NFL history. When he is putting three safeties on the back end of his defense, uh, I think that proves that Tua is an unequivocal, terrifying deep threat. Not you, cheesy crumb, but when Bill Belichick is putting. Three safeties back there, that's the proof. I don't care what you're saying in your boxers mm. on, on X. Bill Belichick proved to me last night that two is him, okay? Now, 
Tua had 130 yards yards after the catch last night in the passing game in the first half. Okay? You can sit there and say, oh, that's the Dolphins' offense. Tua, Tua can't, can't, can't deliver it through the air. It's, uh, whatever. That's not Tua. No, it is. Because Tua and Mike McDaniel, in conjunction, took what Bill Belichick gave him. That's how you beat three safeties. Yeah. Is yards after the catch. Getting guys in space and letting them run. Maximizing what you have receiving. All of that said, the Dolphins' offense was not great. The Patriots adjusted in the second half. Uh, Tua certainly struggled to to find much space to pick out Jalen Waddle, to pick out Tyreek Hill. I mean, I will say Braxton Berrios had a, a route that I've never seen anyone run before where he stops uh, after a 10-yard out and then loops around and runs a fade. I mean, that was sick. And Tua put it on the money, splitting two defenders, and that led to a Dolphins touchdown. That's pretty sick stuff. Other Agent than, Zero. Other than that, though, the passing game was pedestrian. It was pedestrian, and it was still significantly better than what Jalen Hurts did against the Patriots' defense in week one, okay? But the running game came to play. Raheem Mostert, 121 yards on the ground. First time in his career. That'll get it done. That'll get it done. So the passing game wasn't working, but guess what? The beleaguered offensive line created holes for Raheem Mostert. That said, it was the defense that stole the night last night. Um... Can, can we get a little appreciation for Van Ginkle, my man? I mean, that guy was all over Mac Jones last night. Mac Jones sacked four times. The Dolphins turn the Patriots over twice, including X, X, X man, mm. nearing, nearing his lawsuits against count with interceptions going back to the opener last year in a Dolphins uniform. But Xavier Howard cutting in front of his former teammate, Devontae Parker, interception of the five, huge play. Uh, the Dolphins really harassing Mac Jones. Christian Wilkins, big game. Please pay that man. The defense was significantly better than the offense, all things considered, last night. Going back to L.A., the defense was non-existent. It was all Tua, 466 through the air. The Dolphins yeah. have gone to a Super Bowl contender, and they have gone to mighty Belichick, where they struggled in the second half through the air. They got nothing from their special teams. I mean, Jason Sanders is lucky he's still employed today, in my opinion. I'm not calling for him to be fired because I don't do that, but he's lucky he's still in that locker room today, and I guess the day's still early, <laughs> just past noon. And the Dolphins, before their home opener, are 2-0. They haven't played a complete game yet, and they don't have Teron Armstead. And they are 2-0. They don't have Jalen Ramsey or Teron Armstead. Mm. They're 2-0. That was the best win yesterday. That was the best win of the weekend, in my opinion. College or NFL, we'll talk all full-ranging football. The Dolphins had the best win yesterday, simply because they're doing it without being anywhere near perfect. The Dolphins had the best win NFL or college this weekend in football. And the exclamation point, if you're a Dolphins fan or if you're somebody proving that point, is you did it on Sunday Night Football. You do it with all eyes on you, prime time. You do it in a, in a space where it's just y'all. Because we've talked about it at the beginning of the year. That's the worst spot to lay a dud. That's the worst spot to be oh, yeah. in where you, you yeah. fall on your face or something that bad That and happens. Thursday night, because if you lay an egg on Thursday Ooh. night, we all sit there Friday and we pinpoint all of your failures because you were the standalone game. Yeah, yeah. That Thursday night. Monday night as well, though. Monday night because you got all Tuesday, even though sure. you had the weekend At least the there's football. two games tonight. For those who <laughs> fail on Monday night tonight, yeah. at least you have a safety net tonight because there's two, count them, two games. Both of them, bad. 
but at least there's two. Yeah, I guess that's their, their thing. Two for the price of one. I like the Dolphins' take. I do like the Dolphins' take. I'm going to spin it from NFL, though, and go college football, if you will, Okay. for my best win of the weekend. And it's not Colorado. Okay. Though that was a thrilling one, and it kept us all up until 2 a.m., except for me, who fell asleep and woke up to the— uh, Shame. Welcome to the club, man. You know, I, I, that There's was no the, shame in that. It, it, How it dare you, me. Stone? It's so it shameful. Me. I didn't try to fall asleep. I was laying down there on the couch, got real comfy. I'm waiting on things to happen, and then just Theo, don't let Stone shame you. This guy stays up until 3 a.m. every night eating uh, microwavable treats off of his chest in bed, then sleeping in crumbs from 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. Don't let him shame you. You did normal human being adult things like fall asleep at a reasonable time. Exactly. My body knew when to shut up. By the way, Stone, who did you start in fantasy uh, yesterday because you slept until 2? Can't make Okay, yeah, the guy that was tweeting about how, his, how he doesn't know how he's not on the field, how yeah. he doesn't know how he's on the trademark. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. yeah, good stuff. That guy. So, yeah. That's why, That's why. Out. by the way, you should just play Daily Fantasy prize picks. It's the promo code <laughs> KLV at prize picks. Well, he would have had acres in his prize pick lineup as well. I and wouldn't he have. Been up, he but then he could have jumped on board for Sunday night football. That's true. Absolutely. Because prize picks, you could have just, just gone Sunday night football mm-hmm. and you would have been fine. There's time for redemption. Cautionary tale. Well, my win of the weekend, because we know it wasn't Stone Labanowitz's fantasy football team. It wasn't. Uh, is going to be the Florida Gators. The exact team that we were not calling for Billy Napier's job apparently last week, but it really felt like, uh, Ken, you were you had it out for I, I Napier. I mean, after the, the Utah loss, I said, there, can we start having the conversation that yeah. this guy ain't it, that Billy Napier just ain't it, the recruiting trail on the field, and then they went out. They not only beat Tennessee, yeah. they beat and, – and started the game with the worst field goal attempt I've ever seen in college football history, and that's saying something, <laughs> uh, that came a whole 20 yards short. Yeah. Uh, without, without deflection, a whole 20 yards short of the uprights. A bit of a whimper. But they beat the all-living hell out of Tennessee. And that was the thing. It wasn't one of those, you know, luck of the draw, you outlast them, you come. No, they soundly beat Tennessee. Um, you you now, you beat them in the swamp every year since like 2003. You keep that going. Because honestly, when we talk about biggest win of the weekend, if Napier gets embarrassed against Tennessee in the swamp and becomes on the other end of that stick, the first coach for Florida to lose to Tennessee in that the swamp since 03. Loud. 17 of the yeah. last 19 have gone to Florida. And even though Tennessee came in as the big favorites and they were better, if you get your 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 tail kicked by Tennessee there, it's really going to be a problem. And not only did they win, they had a promising win. The Gators fans are tweeting optimistically again. It's all flowers and roses around there until the next week. And I think that has to be considered. You had the younger ETN, bro, go for almost 200 yards on the ground. Like, all things considered, that Florida Gators win – I think that's going to galvanize that fan base and that team. Graham Mertz looked like a competent quarterback. No, Graham Mertz was on one. Yeah, he was it, on one. Yeah, forget competent. Like, he yeah, was on yeah. one. Oh, yeah. He was elite. That was that was better than anything he ever did at Wisconsin. There's no doubt about that. This was the cleanest football game he's played in his college career. This weekend, college or NFL, what was the best win? What was the best football win? We're talking ball. College and NFL. Want to know why? Because we can't stick to just one. Want to know why? Because we watched the whole damn thing. Well, except for Theo. We except for Theo. During the Colorado, Colorado State Damn, game. it was late. But that's fine. It's fine. I, listen, it was the next the day. The only reason I was awake is because I was getting on a flight from Clemson uh, yeah. after FAU took that beating. But I was getting on the flight in the final three minutes of the fourth quarter. That's the only reason I was awake. Okay? So I I, I know I would have been sleeping too. Yeah. Um. What was the best win from the college or NFL weekend? I say the Dolphins last night because they are now 2-0, went up, beat the Patriots without playing a complete game again. 
there is no ceiling for this Dolphins team. Could you imagine if you get the Dolphins production against the Chargers with the Dolphins defensive effort against the Patriots and you put it together and you can do that 10, 11 games this season? That's going to be remarkable, remarkable, remarkable football. We're talking like 13 wins. That's not how football works, though. I mean, I feel like it could, though, when you got Vic Fangio and Mike McDaniel in charge. <laughs> it's like there's going to be games where one of those guys is going to be off their game. Spoken which is like why a fan of a one-and-one one team. Spoken like a fan yeah, of a one-and-one one like Super like. Bowl champion. Yeah. I, I almost want to push back, Ken, when you talk about not playing a complete game. That's what Bill Belichick is going to do to you. Like, I think when you grade this game out and you're grading these individual players sure. in each position, sure. like they're going to grade in the high 80s, low 90s. These guys got it done. This is what Bill Belichick does as far as clouding playing three to the field, like they wanted to keep everything underneath. There was nothing else uh, from an execution standpoint that the Dolphins could have done they, any better. They just found a way. They just, they, they found it a way. It was never a doubt, though. They didn't yeah. find a no. way. It was never a doubt. Yeah, well, they were, it took what was there. The score was not indicative of how vastly better the Dolphins yeah. were than the Patriots. And I guess if you're looking for variety in week one, the Dolphins beat a bottom five coach in the NFL, and then they beat a top seven coach mm. in the NFL in week two. Variety, ups and downs. Uh, what was the best win, NFL College, this week? And I say the Dolphins last night over the Patriots. Theo says it was the Gators absolutely handing it to Tennessee. What was the best win, College or NFL, this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Now... I do think we need to discuss the worst loss of the weekend as well, college or NFL. Stone, if you could, could you uh, could you scrounge up our buddy Jay Norvell at Colorado State and the comment he made in his coach's show last weekend? Jay Norvell, uh, who who wanted to 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 lob a, a cannon shot from Colorado State there to Boulder, Colorado, and he set his sights on Deion Sanders mm. and Deion's undeniable style, his hats, his sunglasses, and he insinuated that Deion Sanders, because he, well, wears hats and sunglasses, he wasn't raised right. Here was Jay Norvell on his coach's show pandering to the seven seventy year olds who showed up to his coach's show. He got caught up in the moment. Here's Jay Norvell. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. <laughs> I mean, I still, I, I don't understand it, but I will give Jay Norvell credit because he had, even after college game day, where Deion Sanders is talking trash. And The Rock is talking trash. And Colorado State is the most hated team in America. And it was the highest rated college football game of Saturday, even though it started at 10 p.m. Eastern time because Jay Norvell poked the bear. Yeah, He poked the prime. I will give Jay Norvell credit. And Stone and I were texting about this Saturday night. Colorado State bleeping brought it. They were more physical than Colorado they executed better than Colorado. They were dirtier. They were dirtier than Colorado. But honestly, they went in and they, they, they for three and a half quarters, punked Colorado. Let me just give you FAU basketball this year, 35 wins. Okay, And there were a lot of teams late in the year that started talking trash about them, targeting them, saying they ain't nothing. They ain't nothing. We got them. Memphis did the same thing. Um, the one thing that FAU, win or lose, and they only lost four times. The one thing they said all year in private at the hotel, in locker rooms that would not happen to them last year 
We will not let teams punk us. We will not be punked. We refuse to be punked. That was their goal. Wins, great. But if you're going to lose, don't get punked. And they didn't get punked at all. Colorado State for three and a half quarters punked Colorado. Took out their best player in Travis Hunter. See, but that is smacking them all over the field. So, so I would have to pump the brakes there because punked them. There's a line between punking somebody and then just a dirty late hit. I don't think Colorado necessarily was getting punked. They I lost they their were. best player for most of the okay. game. And they were outplayed. And they, they were, were outplayed, outplayed They were outplayed sure. in every Punk facet of a, the sport of no, football. Because they, they were out. Well, no, I wonder why. The guy that played 160 snaps last week was out for most of the game. And okay. how did that happen? Uh, he he took a late hit, but the problem is he took he a late took hit. A late That's hit. it. That His late deliberate. hit was not indicative, though, of how much more physical Colorado State was for the entire. Yeah, game. but they crossed the line, and he fumbled before. So they that happens. Him. That's football. I know. I'm okay say, with I know that, we love Travis saying... Hunter, but that's football. I'm no, no, with no. you here, and I'm willing to push no, back no, on this no. because in 2001, this is a badass lick that he takes, and this is all cool. No, we can go. The there's there's so many directions we can go with this thing right here, but I'm not going to get behind that. That had anything to do with the result of that game. How did that not? Let's talk about. You know what also played a result in that? Travis Hunter's fumble in the first quarter. How about that? Right. How did that not affect the results of the game? I think obviously it did, but started the Travis fumble before Hunter's that. The best player on that field and maybe one of the best players in and, all and, college and, football. And here's this one: Nicolosi outplayed Shador Sanders. We can talk about that too. Yeah. Okay, talk about yeah. that. But the best player in all the sport, who's who's Shador Sanders' number one target, his favorite guy to go to? And Travis Hunter. Okay, so he outplayed him when he didn't have his security blanket. How did Aaron Rodgers look last year without Devontae Adams? I mean, Travis Hunter got taken out of the game. I mean, this I know, is just the sport. This is got, what we're talking if he about. he got taken out of the game in the field of play, if he got taken out of the game in a hit that, you know, happens in full, it happens all the time. Players get injured all the time. Anthony Richardson got injured in a, turn, in a touchdown. As reckless as it sounds. Texans game. Colorado That's State, a bad play. Colorado State overall Saturday night was better than Colorado. Yes. Colorado showed that they had better players at the end of the game. What I'm saying, though, is that up 11... Up 11 with five and a half minutes left to play. You're Colorado State. You have dominated the game. You have played more physical than Colorado. I believe, I stand by the P word, they were punking Colorado. They end up having their tight end with a ridiculous shoestring catch, run in for a touchdown. Jay Norvell celebrating on the sideline. And then you can't cough it up like that. You can't throw up all over the field like Colorado State did. And this is where trying to punk someone goes wrong because they kept trying to punk Colorado then and personal fouls and flags and undisciplined nonsense and stupidity on their part let Colorado back into the game, extended drives, went into the prevent defense. And so Colorado State, you can't fight off all that talk beforehand. One, you poke the bear, and then you're just having a deluge of hate poured on you. They accepted it. They took it, they outplayed Colorado, but then to just throw up all over yourself. And where do you go from here? You lose in overtime. I don't know where Jay Norvell goes from here because he coached those guys up. They're a veteran group. They played that. The only time anyone's cared about Colorado State is this weekend because Jay Norvell talked smack about Dion, and then they went and almost won that game. They're on the precipice of being talked about today yeah. in a positive manner all over the United States of America. And then they vomited, and then they lost in overtime, inexcusable choke job. And now Jay Norvell, I don't know. I don't care what Colorado State does from here. Jay Norvell, I don't know how he gets his team up like that ever again. It's a done deal. That's the worst loss of the weekend. You could not give that game away. You had it one over and over and over again, and you threw up on yourself. Colorado State losing to Colorado, that's the worst loss of the weekend. I think the same way that they outplayed them all game and the same way that they muddied it up and made that game what it was, 
was how they lost it in that way in what you're saying. But I think you can't have one without the other. Like Jay Norvell all week, I'm sure, was preaching into those kids and coaching them up and getting them riled up for them to act like they acted on Saturday night. It looked ugly early. They knock out the best player on the other side. They play well throughout, but then they're still in that same mindset, and I think they end up losing to the more talented team in the end. Yeah. But, but I don't think it was the worst loss. I think the fact that they showed up and showed out like that and made people care. It was I, a moral I it was victory? The most, uh, hell yeah. It's Colorado you State. Have, you could have. If Colorado yes, State hung on to yeah. that game, you know how much donor money would have poured in? Oh, yeah. You know they're how much attention would have? Uh, are they? Because all, all we're doing, all I'm seeing is highlights of Shadur Sanders saying, it was Brady time. It was Brady time. Tom Brady, uh, Instagram back at him, Instagram message back at him. I wish I could go through Shadur time. Like, it's nothing but love yeah. for Colorado. I haven't heard anyone talk about Colorado State you know since they it? lost. You know who loves Colorado State? Vegas. All that money that's people pouring in for on Colorado. A, hey, I'm not that's not going to pay for the, stadium upgrades. I'm saying they that's get some love for the people out pay there. Pay for NIL. All I'm saying, if Colorado State wins that game, you base NIL campaigns around it. You all of a sudden are attractive to transfers, portal, donors want to pour money in. They dropped the bag. They fumbled the bag in a big way at Colorado State because they threw up all over their shoes in Boulder. I think due to the fumbling of the bag, it can be considered the worst loss of the weekend because you're right. Where do you go from here? None of us really care. Nobody yeah. thought they were going to win. It can't be the worst loss of the weekend when the expectation was you're going to go there and get blown out by 30 points. Good. Uh, degenerates. Degenerates won some money. Not even the awesome. degenerates that, that doesn't help the Jay money, But you were competitive in a rivalry game and you had them beat. You can preach that to recruits that are coming in, to transfers like the tight end that they had that Trust was running me when all I up tell and down you, the as field. As someone who's been at Florida Atlantic when they nearly beat Florida, the East Division champions already when they played them, they almost beat them, brought them to overtime. Almost doesn't mean... A damn thing when it comes to, hey, can we have some money now for a new press box? Can we have some money for a new locker room? You know what does? Winning. Going to a Final Four. That makes a difference. Winning. The end result. Almost. That ain't doing anything. Almost does a whole heck of a lot in a game where if you're you're not expected to even compete in that game. And they did compete. And people also know the Colorados. We know the head coach of Colorado State now. Like There was a lot gained. They gained way more out of that game and the week leading up to it than they lost okay. because they lost the well, game. Well, he's won three games in his tenure at Colorado yeah. State, so you may know who he is now, but he might not have a job 16 months well, from now. Well, at least we'll know he doesn't have a job. I think almost does mean a lot in a spot like this because there were 20-plus million people watching. Now, in a sense of Florida, Atlantic, Florida, there's not that many people watching. Like, There's just more to do with this How do this you know one. the SEC just means more? <laughs> now they're playing Conference <laughs> USA. <laughs> So I think in a spot like this, like with how many eyes were on it and how many people took notice, yeah, I think it does mean a lot for them, especially in all facets, recruiting, all the things you can mention. What did you What did you think of Colorado State before this week? Nothing. Nothing. You didn't. They were not even a thought in your brain. And then and you now were like, I think they're a bunch of chokers with a coach who's in over his head. Is he in over his head? Yes, Are they chokers? Clearly. I don't Th- think he's in over his head. Up. The scheme that he put together was better than what Dion put together. He put together a once-in-a-lifetime game plan that fell short <laughs> because his team vomited all over the place. And coaches get paid like that. Yeah, I think well, that's how people will make their out. name. Well, I'm sorry. That you, was successful for you Colorado guys, State. You I, guys, I, I am very disappointed, especially in you, quarterback of a Division One school, Stone Lebanowitz. I'm very disappointed in. I'm not surprised with Theo with a one and one NFL team he yeah. roots for. Come but on, this man. moral victory nonsense. I mean, you guys, like, come on. This is from a kid playing in the FCS. When you're playing in FBS school, you know you're getting a paycheck. There are such things as moral victory. I just called FAU get blasted and give up 34 points in the first half to Clemson. I know how that whole thing goes. Okay, you got I understand. And you know what? I guarantee in that locker room, Tom Herman. 
Uh, he'll point out some positives, but it's not a sunshiny Monday in Boca. It was if you kept it within 14. Yeah, if, if they would have been competitive in that game and it came down to the end like that, I'm pretty sure that would be not a victory for FAU, but somewhat of a moral victory. There's going to be some positives that come out of that. There's I am no not positives a- that come out of getting your ass I am kicked by not, a rival. I am not into moral victories, and I'm not going to point out that FAU played with Clemson 14-14 in the second half, 14 <laughs> all. I'm not going to point that out. I don't do moral victories. What was the best win and what was the worst loss of the football weekend, college and NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. I say the best win, the Dolphins beating the Patriots. Uneven performance, still found a way 2-0 on the road to start the season. Theo says the best win was Florida absolutely blasting Tennessee. Worst loss? Colorado State had it all in front of them. National notoriety, donor money, uh, stadium upgrades, and they pooped all over the field in Boulder in the final five and a half minutes of regulation and overtime. What's the best win? What's the worst loss, college or NFL, this weekend? Theo's going to give us his worst loss, and we'll get to Stone as well with his input on all of this. We are packed. It's a dog plate Monday as well at 1 o'clock. You're going to want to stay with us. I promise you that. What was the best win? What was the worst loss, all of football, college or NFL, this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Phone lines open. Social media is hot. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it's already starting on a Monday. It's already starting. How about this? Of all the crazy things that we talked about and I said in the opening, what, 27 minutes of the show, 28 minutes of the show, I declared Colorado State with the worst loss of the weekend, any level of football because they had it all there for them, answering the bell, being trashed after Jay Norvell's ridiculous trash talking of Deion Sanders, and they went in, and they basically whipped their package out in front of the crowd in Boulder and said, come on, do something, and they laid waste to Colorado. We're up 11, five and a half minutes left to go, and then melted down, and I sat here and I declared worst loss of the weekend. It could have been transcended for the program. Now who cares? Who cares? It's Colorado State. Jay Norvell, 16 months from now, uh, he had his 15 minutes. He could be gone. It is not going to matter because we don't care anymore. All that ridiculous stuff I said, all of that bloviating nonsense I put out there like I do every day, and this is the feedback from Karmas on social media. Dude, they went, because I talked about the overtime. I talked about how they lost in overtime. They lost in overtime. This is the takeaway from Karmas. After all that crazy stuff we talked about. Dude, they went to double overtime. Stop it. You sound ridiculous. Hashtag stop. <laughs> That's going to be your takeaway from what we did the first 28 minutes that I didn't properly identify that it was Double overtime? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Karmas. Why don't you spin yarns to us about all the legendary moments from the first overtime? That's your takeaway? We had a discussion about best wins and worst losses over 28 minutes, and your biggest takeaway is to call me out because I didn't properly identify that the game ended in double overtime. Jesus God, man. Was, like, pick your battles. Was he... Okay, 
Was he emphasizing that you missed the double overtime, or was he just yes. letting you know that? Yes, he's emphasizing okay. that I and I sound ridiculous. I said so many ridiculous. other ridiculous things, and I sound ridiculous because I, I didn't say Colorado won in double overtime. Good point. I I, I don't Good know. Point. Ken, I don't think he's coming after you with a correction. Yes, I he's think not. he's just saying it's not a bad loss, dude. They went to double OT. I don't think he's coming at Col- you from a correction standpoint. Colorado State went to double O team with a rank with a ranked against a ranked team that's also their rival. That's a I mean, I'm sorry, but for for the Rams, that's a win. Okay, last time that the Rams played Colorado when the Colorado was ranked, guess who won? Colorado State. When they were ranked? Mm-hmm. When they both played I thought that was a whole different match. Are you talking about that stat that they talked about on a college mm-hmm. game day? Mm-hmm. That was a different team. It wasn't Colorado State. It was. They said it was. It was the last time Colorado State and Colorado played in that rivalry game, and Colorado was ranked. Colorado State won the game. Okay, maybe I missed that stat then. Yeah, they were big favorites as well. Mm -hmm. I do remember that stat. Now, granted, they didn't have Shadur Sanders or Travis Hunter or any of those players, but still, the point remains. I don't think it was Colorado State. Still, I want to hold hold fast to that. But also, the point remains that 2023 is a different year than whatever the hell year that was. And Jay Norvell. Got everybody awake for this matchup. He made it one of the highest, most anticipated matchups of the weekend. A, a college football slate that really lacked a lot of luster ahead of it anyway. So all throughout Saturday, we were just praising, hoping, wishing on kickoff to happen. And then they delivered an actual good game. That's a win for Colorado State. I don't give a damn. I'm not, and I'm not moral victories guy. No, you are, though. Clearly. No, I'm not, damn it. But you that's Colorado are. State. You I have zero are. expectations. I have negative expectations He showed for he can coach State. at the highest level. Is what he showed me. The scheme he put together. Yeah, the highest level. Boulder, Colorado. What do you mean? It's a ranked opponent. It's a top 20 opponent. The highest level is a little stretch. Yeah. The, the highest level. It was I'm the gonna biggest reserve, game we've ever watched. I'm going to reserve. What? I'm going to. What? I'm going to reserve my judgment. <laughs> just, just oh. it, all, I mean, come on. Like, that was I'm a gonna, movie. I'm going to. The biggest res- game we've ever watched. I, I, I mean that as far as like big. Check the ratings. Check the viewing. That's kind of the stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about the biggest matchup. It's the biggest. It's like, not the biggest ever. Just, it's the biggest of the, of, of the weekend. It was the biggest stage of the weekend, for sure. It was the biggest stage of the weekend. It was, it was the it, stage of the It was the, the biggest weekend. spectacle from a college football standpoint that I've watched, like not talking about national championship and some of those playoff games. This was well, that's more ridiculous. because that's Dion, stage, Dion's influence. Though. That's the Dion You're thing. Right. That's I, not the yeah. Jane Orville thing. Uh, breaking news, if we could, Stone. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Florida Atlantic starting quarterback, formerly Texas and Nebraska starting quarterback, Casey Thompson, injured in the second quarter at Clemson on Saturday. It is a torn ACL, and he is done for the season. South Florida native Daniel Richardson will take over as FAU starting quarterback. So that's uh, that's problematic for FAU, who has already had struggles off to a 1-2 start to the season on offense. Tom Herman joins the show on Thursday, as always, and we'll ask him about the quarterback position and a whole lot more. Now, the fine folks at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they treat all FAU student-athletes. We know Casey Thompson will get the best care. And Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they'll help you if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. It's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle 
Join replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. What was the best win? College or NFL this weekend? What was the worst loss? College or NFL this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776. On social media, at KLV1063. The best win, I say Dolphins over Patriots. Worst loss, Colorado State losing to Colorado in a game they had won 57 times over. Theo says the best win, it was Florida trouncing Tennessee at the Swamp. What was the worst loss of the weekend? Worst loss of the weekend. And you guys, this is a deep cut. This is B-side. All right, you got to turn the record over on this one. Get Uh-oh. ready to, to hear a play from the B-side here. But it goes to my friends in Washington, D.C., the Howard University Bison, who okay. who just like just <laughs> like Colorado State in Colorado, a heated rivalry, a lot of trash talk ahead of it. They hadn't won it in a while. Hampton University, my alma mater, had beaten them every single year since 2015. And those Howard Bison at home were up 13 in the fourth quarter before the roaring Hampton Pirates came back and trounced them boys. 35-34, that's seven straight years. Hampton Pirates on top. Battle of the Real HU goes in our favor again. Home by the sea, the most illustrious. So uh, shout out Hampton and uh, down with those Bison. Okay. Listen, I was forced to kind of watch like the, the fourth quarter of that really? game. I meant to text it. Yeah, why forced? Why forced? Why couldn't yeah. why wasn't it enjoyable to see an yeah, epic man. finish like that? Is it only is it only is it the only enjoyable when it's not HBCUs playing football stone? What no, are you saying? Yeah. It, no, it was a big game. Like there were a lot of implications. Mm. I have a lot of uh, HBCU people that contribute to the FCS Nation show that I do, so they were chatting about it, and it was must see TV yeah. according to my Twitter timeline. So I tapped in. Sixteen thousand in the stands, baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did right. numbers. All right. So Hampton, uh, Hampton beating Howard. Yeah, Howard choking that game away was yeah. the worst loss. Of the weekend. Straight up. All right. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Matt, I add, Hampton had a bunch of athletes who were uh, academically ineligible because of some mishaps. So we had some of our key guys sitting out as well. That's the only reason why the Bison were in it, and they couldn't pull it off. Probably shouldn't so, have added that. I, no, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have said it. Okay. All right. And that makes us look bad, but the football <laughs> team is resilient. Okay. The uh, athletic director has some things that you know him up on that side, mm-hmm. but the football team was resilient. Shout out to my boys. I'm not going to see y'all for homecoming, but I will be uh, out in the area. So Speaking of ads, I wonder, uh, I wonder if the 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 phone lines are lighting up at Colorado State for all that donation money today after that double overtime loss to go. Colorado after being uh, oh. up 11 with five and a half minutes left to go. Uh, Ricky messages, the worst win was Alabama at USF. My God, was Bama atrocious. Ooh, I'd call it a loss, so let's just call it the worst loss of the weekend. 17-3, to Alabama beats oh. USF in a game that was 3-3 into the fourth quarter. I... I don't know. It was really, 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 really bad. Who is that backup quarterback that played for Alabama? Which one? Ty Simpson? Yeah. Or or Tyler Buckner who started? Tyler Buckner started. Yeah. And then Ty Simpson Mm -hmm. played, right? Yeah, he's the one who ended up throwing that last touchdown and now has this thing sounding all weird. Even Milrow got into the game. They all three played. so weird. All three of them had to play. They did. I I don't know what point Nick Saban's trying to make. They've dropped out of the top ten now. 
Um, they were bad. And we're never going to hear the end of it now from U.S. Speaking of moral victories, like that trash bag football program, now that's a win for them. They're going to take that as a win. They're going to try and fundraise off that. Remember that time we almost beat Alabama when Alabama had 60,000 fans in our stadium? Remember that? Remember that? We almost beat them. Like, we're never going to hear the end of it now that FAU is a, a conference mate, a rival of USF. We're never going to hear the end of it. Uh, it's, apparently, and I'm reading reports that Alabama had team meetings yesterday. Mm. Uh, they're they're upset with Nick Saban. Uh, what a mess. I don't know what's going on at Alabama. And I know that we said conference realignment is going to ruin everything. It's going to blow up everything. And it's it's not fun to lose rivalries, but it feels like, other than Georgia, we're seeing a year of parity in college football unlike anything we've seen in 10 to 15 years. You don't have to exclude Georgia. Yeah, they were this. they were in the in the Oh yeah, South Carolina had them frightened. Georgia looks mortal. Carson yeah. Beck is not the answer. Georgia fans are not happy either. Who's the most dominant team right now? Is it is it not Michigan? Huh? Is it Michigan hasn't played anybody? Is it uh you're is gonna it have to Florida say, State? You're gonna have to say it's Texas. I, I think yeah. if you're talking about a yeah, well rounded They almost lost to Wyoming. They were it was a battle. It was like 10 10 like, It's quarter. honestly there's no overwhelming team. Yeah, and their big win, Texas's big win, came against Alabama. Right. Who just almost Who we were just trashing. Well, and all and I will say, you're not in the moral victories. Are you in the moral losses? Because for Alabama, that has to feel like a moral loss. Like you won the game, mm-hmm. but morally, oh yeah, you feel morale, terrible every, yeah, about you, yourself. Everything is bad around that yeah. program Woo! after yeah. that win. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, they're having a team meeting after a win, <laughs> and you don't have team meetings in the middle of the season when things are going well. And no. I don't think Nick Saban names his starting quarterback until like Thursday. I think he waits all the way up until then to yeah. name his quarterback. Maybe you just don't good. name one. You just. Go out there and just run the ball. It'll be Jalen Milrow. You start Jalen Milrow. Uh, The best win over the weekend, the worst loss over the weekend, college or NFL, 888-760-3776, Stone, weigh in on this. What did you like? What was the best win where you said to yourself, all right, damn it, they got it? All right, let's not hide from this. It was the Dallas Cowboys with the best win of the weekend. I mean, the schlacking. Now, we all understand it was the New York Jets, right? We get it. We get it. Zach Wilson, three picks, that whole thing. That whole thing. But... The way they're playing football right now, you could argue, especially how San Francisco looked last week, that there's not a better football team in the league. Of course, two weeks in, I get it. But what they do defensively is going to keep them in every single game. Dak Prescott's not turning the ball over. He was 31-38, completing 81% of his passes. The Cowboys are a damn good football team, top three. Yeah, uh, Micah Parsons is playing out of his mind right now. It's actually really, really, really scary. I... We, we have this this show text thread, myself, Stone, and Theo, and then on Wednesdays and Thursdays, myself, Stone, and Jeanette, and sometimes it's all four of us, and it's a whole, a whole text party. Quartet. But, but yeah, quartet. But uh, quartet. And so uh, yesterday, though. You just had to do that. Yeah, yeah. You? But I'm watching the Red Zone, and again, me, first year Red Zone subscriber, and boy, am I just bathing in it. It is. Mm. It is. But can I? Can I? This might be unpopular, and Uh-oh. I don't want people to get mad. Scott Hansen's oh. a little over the top. Whoa. Oh, you didn't. Whoa. Whoa. No, no, Whoa. no, no, no. Stone, don't even. Whoa. 
Let's just move past it. Whoa. Stone, let's just decide to move past is, it. Is Scott Hansen a little over the top? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Scott, Scott Hansen, I could do with... It's just it's just a little much. He's a it's character. A little, I know, but it's a little corny. You can't criticize Scott Hansen. Nobody can do what Scott does. Also, also this dude's two weeks in and he thinks he could dethrone the king. That's true. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted it or could do his job. Well, I'm just saying it's a little much. I'm not saying you're trying to take it from him. I'm saying you're, you're, you're taking him down off the pedestal. This dude is untouchable right now. I've never Never heard a negative word about Scott Hansen here. until here. I mean, and it's two weeks into the season. Here, on social media, I am I am posting right now, and you can reply to it at KLV. You're gonna get killed. Yeah, don't do. Am this. I allowed to criticize Scott Hansen? The dude does no wrong. He, I mean, he does play by play. He analyzes. He interviews. No, I'm not all saying, that. I'm not saying he's not very seconds. talented. I'm just saying it's a little it's a little much. And also another thing a little is over the top. Like, he's, let the football speak for itself. He does you sometimes. Can, or else he you does. would faint from confusion. He he ties it all together well. And also what I will say is there's there's never been a show like this, so we really don't even know what other styles would look like on it. And you're hosting a red zone show for, for the NFL. So you're talking fantasy football. You're talking about goal-to-goal situations for so many different teams and games. He's quad boxes. Quad boxes. Octo boxes. Is that stuff so like... The witching oh, hour. All, yeah, like, but all that stuff's so lame. You gotta do like, it. No, you don't have to do it. Okay. You don't have to. We do the, the wheel of topics here. We do Dog That's League Monday. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what, what was the best win, the best win and worst loss of the weekend? Oh, and back to my point real quick. I'm watching Red Zone and I'm seeing the Cowboys flying around and... Uh, I, I texted you guys. I'm like, there's a little bit of edge to this Cowboys team. There's a little bit of bleep you to this Cowboys team. Like, uh, we've been sick of hearing. How- now, granted, this could all end in hilarious fashion. Like, it usually does with the Cowboys, oh, yeah. with running backs being sole blockers of a quarterback and being blown up in the season ending. Like, it could be a hilarious ending or, 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 or running the clock out and then sliding with zeros on the clock. Like, that... That stuff is usually how Cowboy season ends. All I'm saying is right now, they look like a team that's been reading newspaper clippings and hearing sports talk radio for six months. There's a lot of middle finger about this Cowboys team. They feel a lot more serious. Uh, Micah Parsons uh, has that like Draymond Green thing going right now where he's dominating on the field and then talking about it on podcast right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's looking like the best player in football. The offense looks competent. The defense looked dominant. Like I think it feels like the... <laughs> It feels foolish to say, but it feels like it's uh, maybe it's the Cowboys' year. Oh boy, maybe. Uh, how yeah, about he's got the Stephen. He, he, he not, <laughs> not the Stephen. A, he's got the first take disease. Yeah, yeah. Theo has caught the first take itis. We need to vaccinate him. Uh, I missed an opportunity. <laughs> you know, the Cowboys are back. <laughs> uh huh. How about uh, the Cowboys? Man? The the best win of the oh boy, that was spicy. The best <laughs> win of the weekend, college or NFL. The worst loss, college or NFL. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, am I allowed to criticize Scott Hansen of the Red Zone Network because Stone and Theo say no. no. I just think he's a little over the top. I didn't know that he was a deity. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Brandon on so Social media, Scott Hansen related says, "Please stop, Ken." Boy, That's I'm getting like, a lot of that today. One, I'll give you a parallel. I am getting. Am I that annoying today? Yeah, when you brought yeah. up Scott Hansen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a parallel. Yeah. I'll give you a parallel. Uh-huh. That's like criticizing Ernie from inside the NBA, inside the uh, NBA. Ernie Johnson. TNT. Yeah, you don't. Who criticizes Ernie? You can come at Shaq. You can come at Kenny. You can hate Chuck. You don't criticize Ernie. He's doing his thing. Scott Hansen's in that same boat. Yeah, uh-huh. I agree. Uh, Larry. In Boynton, on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Larry. 
Hey, guys. Uh, b- biggest win of the weekend has to be the city of Baltimore. They, there you go. With the baseball team, went clinching a playoff win for the first time since 2016, yep. beating the Tampa Bay Rays both games. And then, like your Miami Dolphins, my Ravens, 2-0, and ball banged up, four guys out with a starting center, left tackle, uh, safety, and our quarterback all out, and we went into Cincinnati and kicked Joe Burrow's butt. Yeah, hey, so Larry, Larry, do me Baltimore. a favor. Before you hang up, Larry, go ahead and laugh at Theo, if you could, for not being a fan of a 2-0 and football team. <laughs> well nice, done, Larry. Well done. Here, Theo. Yeah, well done, Larry. How does that feel, Theo? It, it didn't feel good. I thought Larry wasn't <laughs> going to do it. I uh, thought Larry would be cool. No, he did. And he actually, that was a good, was a good, good laugh. vengeful laugh uh, on Larry's It, it wasn't bad. Uh, on social media, at KLV1063. Uh, and, oh, uh, here's another message from, from Spread the Word. You can criticize whoever you want as long as you trash Hypel, that clown. Josh Heupel, I mean, not good. What? I just good. This guy's serving through his timeline, just not giving a damn what the tweet says. He just <laughs> wants to get his hypo. He wants to get a. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> we can do this. Is yeah, this is the forum for it. There's no, there's no need to hate him. How about praise Billy Napier? Sure. And also bad Josh Heupel. <laughs> uh, what was the uh, what was the best win college or NFL this weekend? What was the worst loss college or NFL this weekend? And am I allowed to criticize Scott Hansen? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo and Stone are very annoyed with me. He is Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm just talking. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone already told us the tale of playing Cam Akers in his fantasy lineup yesterday because he didn't wake up till 2 o'clock. Which is not really a good excuse because the game was at like 4, but whatever. Right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, you know, I was gonna get away with that one, but might as well just. Uh, so it was waking up at two and being lazy after the fact. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, not how paying many, attention. How many leagues are you in? Like five or six. That's the thing. Yeah. Were you hungover? I was kind of. Yes. Maybe no. No. If you can answer that question, yeah, then you were up, right. You were, yes. Theo's right. The answer. <laughs> any hesitation means yes, you were hungover, <laughs> feeling the effects of the night before. It was the red stripe you gave me. I did tap in on Saturday. <laughs> Let's I go. Swear to God, hey, I've been there, done that. Yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, so if 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 Stone though was responsible, he could have still gotten in on that red stripe that I got him for his birthday. He could have still. Gone hard until 5 a.m. Could have still slept till 2 o'clock. And then just tapped in on the best daily fantasy prize picks. And he could have used the promo code KLV. He could have got his deposit doubled up to $100. Could have gotten those 425 games. Could have gotten Sunday night. Could have played a pick four or a pick three. Pick three, put in 20 to win 100. Pick four, put in 20 to win 200. More or fewer touchdowns, more or fewer yards, more or fewer field goals. So many options that he could have won. And he could have done so half-conscious. That's how easy it is with prize picks. Go ahead and play, and you can use me. Use me. I am here to be used. I want you to take advantage of me. Promo code KLV. 
promo code KLV. Double that deposit up to $100 playing prize picks. Download the app, promo code KLV, bam. Or get on the old web browser, prizepicks.com slash KLV, promo code KLV, bam. It's as easy as that. It's prize picks, the best daily fantasy. For folks like myself who have adult ADHD, or for folks like Stone who are hungover at 2 p.m. on a Sunday, that's prize picks. Promo code KLV. Prize picks. Uh, where are we going, Stone? We got um, Peter. We got Peter in the pizzle. Peter in Port St. Lucie. Hello, Peter. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, so I'm going to file my win under one that was almost the worst loss, okay. but I'm going to call it an important win okay. and hand it to the Giants. Yeah, mm. I think that's a good one. It would have been a terrible loss, and I even get this, Peter. I, I posted yesterday on social media, uh, New York Giants quarterback Caleb Williams. That was when they went down 20 to nothing, and then it was like a whole new Giants team. Oh, yeah. Again, I messaged my friends literally at halftime, and I'm like, Dave is on the hot seat if they don't figure this out. <laughs> and go. apparently they figured it out. But Uh-huh. uh-huh. And what, what about your – do you have a worse loss uh, since the Giants were able to, to edge the Cardinals? Worst loss? I almost wanted again. It almost fits in that same category of it was almost a loss to the San Francisco and 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 L A game. That would almost been bad, but I can't think of a bad loss off the top of my head now. All right, all good, good, good man, good yeah. man. I can give you a worse uh, glass half full. I can give you a worse loss in that Niners Rams game was the people that bet the Niners to cover and the Rams marched so down the field and hit that field goal. It's at the thirty end. to twenty. It's thirty to twenty, and the Rams played. For a last-second field goal, and what was it? Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. It was said the line was seven and a half. They're down ten. Does four seconds left on the clock? Are we investigating Sean McVay? Like, how is that? How does he not know the line? What one is that a moral victory uh, from a coaching standpoint? Is Sean McVay looking for a moral victory, like a positive to to take into the locker room, or is he purely just messing with the line? Like, what's happening there? I I I'm confident saying that he doesn't care about the point spread. I don't think they should investigate Sean McVay. It's a spot where, yeah, you want to lose the game by a touchdown. I am not aware of, you know, the tiebreaker being, you know, divvied out by points at the end of the season. You know, if you want more points here, I think it was all of those things you can come up with besides the point spread. I don't think McVay gives a damn. I, I for one, I, I want to raise a red flag because there's two things going on with the L.A. Rams right now, and okay. McVay's behind both of them. Number one, yes, they did cover on purpose. What the hell was that? Kicking a field goal with four seconds left. Like, there's nothing else you're trying to do there it's, but cover. You're wasting your time just taking a shot to the end zone to lose by three. You're wasting your time. So you're just wasting get that your time shot and get out of there. field goal, too. But also, let's just say this, too. A dude named Puka Nakua, fifth-round draft pick, has 25 catches in, like, 800 yards through two weeks. I'm, I'm fully – I need him to investigate. I need to check all of Sean McVay and Matt Stafford's fantasy leagues. I think they drafted this dude with the last pick in their fantasy draft, and they're like, we're going to kill everybody this year. They win these high-stakes leagues, and they're getting breaded on top of their NFL salaries <laughs> off of Puka Nakua touchdowns or, or fantasy points and then covering games. They say in, in gambling, good teams win. And great teams cover. And damn it, Sean McVay's trying to be a great team by covering and making more <laughs> money. I think so. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, uh, listen, that was bizarre. Cause again, it was red zone and I was bathing in it and <laughs> I, I didn't even, I, that, it was a two possession game. So I wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden Scott Hansen 
he's he's showing me a field goal in a ten point game with one second on the clock in the fourth quarter. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's like keeping Daniel Jones in the game last week, right? You're putting positive things on tape. <laughs> Line up, knock it through, Meanwhile, feel good, head in the locker room. Daniel Jones' liver is hanging out. <laughs> Uh, real quick, before we start Dog Blade Monday here on Ken Levick Alive, and by the way, what is something you saw or heard over the weekend in sports that was complete dog bleep? Well, your host for this, Coach Robert Sala, will bring us in in just a couple of moments. Um, yeah, it was dog <laughs> Wonder how his Monday is going, by the way. Um, but you want to know how I know that the Dolphins have people down bad I want you to listen to this from NBC Sports Boston last night. This is, this is their analysis of Cole Strange, their offensive lineman, who received the lateral in the waning moments from Mike Jasicki. Cole Strange uh, initially, initially getting the first down at the sticks to keep the Patriots alive at their 30-yard line uh, with uh, a couple of seconds left, or like a minute left to go in that spot. And then the officials review it. And they rule that he was short, that Cole Strange was short. It was fourth down, game over. Dolphins get the ball, take a knee. That's the end. Uh, this, and I understand it was a cool play, and the fat guy had the ball, and it was all fun in games, all fun in games. You were begging for that just yeah, a couple no, no, days ago. Yeah, and it's too. fine, and it's good. I'm glad he got his. Hey, thank you, Theo. I said it earlier. I'm yeah. glad he got his credit. In. I still think fat guy should be more involved in the offensive part of the game with the ball, but this, he was clearly short. The rules are the rules. I don't know what to tell you. He's clearly short. And and this was the analysis on NBC Sports Boston after the game. In there, that it becomes too difficult to just explain away. Yes. Matt, we were we were sitting here talking about that that play, that final play, and we were just like, just give him the first just down. Give him the first I, down. I, mean, I, I just didn't understand why you just give him the first down on that play. Are you yeah, kidding me? Are you kidding me? In that city, in that city, that region where it used to be <laughs> championship or bust, Bill Belichick, the genius, Tom Brady. Let's bleep and go. Let's give them the first Winning down. rings, sticking it to the NFL. We're the best. We're the smartest. We'll out-scheme you. We're going to the Super Bowl. Now, the Patriots are down so bad at the hands of the Dolphins, it's, hey, the fat guy had the ball. Can't you just give him the first down? Oh, Boston, you are pathetic. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.